the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. All right, there he is. He's back. <laughs> Glenn Pearson, author, speaker, discipler. Glenn, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. Hope you guys are doing well, too. You forgot pipe player or, pipe, or harmonica. Harp, I mean, harp, harp, harmonica. Harp, harp, come on, harp, come on, yeah. man. There's so many different names. So <laughs> I, I'm for, I actually forgot all about that. Thank you yeah. for that reminder. Yeah. I, do yeah. know, I do know one thing. Let me read this email that he sent. You ready? All right. Just the, just the one line. I always enjoy your antics on Facebook. You guys are a hoot. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, what? define antics for me. And a uh, hoot. What exactly is a hoot? You guys are just, you're just being yourselves, you know, and uh, hoot is a kind way of saying you guys are nuts. Okay. So. Well, we'll, I, we'll take that. Yeah, and I know you know your scripture uh, is the uh, Greek for hoot, hooteth, or what is uh, it? Yeah, exactly. That's the King James Version. There so, you, you go. Hootoinia. <laughs> hey, we always love hanging with you. You, We always get something out of uh, just our our connection, just talking. And when I say you're a discipler, you really, really are. And we just talked uh, about, before we went live, Chris and um, Billy. Billy. And uh, you have been meeting with those guys for years and years. Absolutely. And if they you know, were it's such a blessing to be able to, you know, first of all, enter somebody's life. You know, I, I've told my story to you guys before having grown up in a toxic environment emotionally yeah. and running into other people that have had parallel problems, uh, just being able to connect with them and say, you know, I, I haven't had the same problems you've had, but I've had parallel stuff and I kind of get how you feel. I think that's just huge. And then being able to point them to not wallowing in it. That's, you know, the worst thing you want to do is just stick where you are, but right, helping them right. get beyond that is just wonderful. Yeah. Well, if they were, if they were here, they would say they're better men because of the fact that you, you laying down your life uh, for them. And we appreciate that. And, you know, the more we talk to, I don't, the more we talk to people, uh, just regular folks, pastors, leaders, whatever, they're all saying the same thing. We need to yeah. get back to discipleship because what's happened is, I mean, frankly, we can all show up for a service and right. we can hear a great message and just, you know, have great music. That doesn't mean we're getting discipled. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and see, so- I don't even call it discipleship and I'm not even sure it's mentoring. It's just having relationships with people. Yeah. I guess it's mentoring, you know, it's ha- being yeah. in relationships with people, entering their world you know, just trying to help out however you can and without any agenda, except, you know, I'm here to do what I can for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, too, I mean, you know, this, uh, women seem to do this well, this, this whole connecting and they'll talk about stuff, uh, you know, that, I mean, the deep things that they need to talk about, you know, not so much. It's not easy for us to, there's that trust thing. You've got to, You've right. got to get past that. Dan and I have known each other for 15, you know, 15 years. And there's things that I can say to Dan to say, hey, look, you know, this is just some stuff that this is frying my eggs and yeah. I trust yeah. him. But it's taken years because we, you know, as men, we have this shield up this what, whatever. 
So thanks for doing that. I'm, and, and uh, you know, um, I love it. Let's talk a, bit, a little bit about the demystifying evangelism. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an extension of the same thing. I think, yeah. uh, you know, one thing I've noticed that about both Christians and non-Christians have one thing in common, and that's that both groups hate evangelism. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we've turned it into this thing. You know, evangelism is something you're supposed to do. And I, please, I'm not in any way against organized programs or organized right, presentations right, right. or anything. Right. But we make it so difficult that mm-hmm. nobody does it. Right. So, you know, when I talk about demystifying evangelism, really, uh, it, you know, I'm a very simple guy in a lot of ways. And I just see three steps involved with that. First one is to uh, be intentional about relationships, not mm-hmm. necessarily with the intention of saying, oh, everybody I talk to, I have to share Christ with. But just be friendly, be intentional, you know, chat with people that you have regular contact with. Second point is um, know how to transition the conversation towards a spiritual discussion and then the third thing is once you get there what what exactly is your message mm-hmm. and i mean even i can figure that out that's not too hard to remember those three things yeah. that's good and uh, and i love the first one the intentionality because so many of us go through life and you know we we think we have lots of friends and lots of relationships but a lot of it is hey man how you doing great okay good how are you which right. is not necessarily being intentional of stopping taking the time and really right asking the person how they're doing and really wanting to know. Well, and see, the touch point is often uh, not even that that deep. Um, you know, the example I like to use, I go to the gym a lot. And, you know, if you're there on a regular basis, you see some of the same people mm-hmm. every time. And, you know, you see some guys eventually. You just, well, I walked in the gym a couple of weeks ago and there's this guy who had this great tattoo down his arm. It had these little dots that got progressively smaller and lighter, and it kind of circled this whole arm. And I walked past the guys on one of the machines, and I said, man, that is a great-looking tattoo. What, you know, what is that about? And it turns out that um, he, he and his wife adopted a daughter from Samoa, hmm. and apparently that was a tribal symbol of some kind, and huh. he wanted wow. to commemorate that. And then on his other arm, he had uh, a tattoo of the Caribbean islands there i'm not sure what that was about but you know it started a conversation that's as far as it went we traded names and you know i haven't seen them since but i may see them you know later this week if i go in and you know after you establish some kind of rapport at some point you begin to turn the conversation around to you know the spiritual things yeah love that glenn pearson author speaker uh discipler relationship guru i think we should Put that on there. Guru. Glenn the Guru. Guru Glenn. I like <laughs> Can I can I have you tell my wife that that I'm a relationship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as I mentioned earlier about you laying down your life and because you've got to go, okay, well, I'm going to uh, intentionally meet with these with these guys. And it's not just Billy and Chris. You you meet with quite a number of of, of folks. Yeah and, yeah. and and so you've got to take time out of your I mean Hey, you've got kids, you've got grandkids, you've got a wife, you've got a job, you've got, I'm sure you have chores around the house. No, so, no not on the chores, no. No, 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 chores, no chores. Could you come no. over to my house and do my chores then? All right, you have you a list, it. you're just you not it. doing them? Or, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have to take time out to go, okay, I mean, I'm going to go have coffee. Let's say you're having coffee with Chris or you're having coffee uh, with Billy. And you're going to sit down. It's not going to be a five minute deal. No, you know, no, no, you're, no. you're going to spend probably a good, what, 30, 35, 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Usually it's an hour to an hour and a half. By yeah. The time so, you get into stuff, you and know. not just talking, you're listening. 
Uh, absolutely. And, and, and there's always a spiritual component and, yeah. and no doubt yeah. you get to the core of where you're saying, okay, well, this is, this is, right. you know, I feel like this is what God's saying, you know, this is what yeah. you need to do or whatever, but that takes time. And I, I think, you know, some of that too is, is a little, uh, folks can be afraid of that because that's something we don't have a lot of. How do you do that? How do you well, carve out I, I, one, one correction? I'm basically retired at this point, so I do have a little more time than some people. <laughs> and I don't say this is a way to put anybody under pressure or, you know, I, I realize how busy everybody is, but, you know, they're just, op- I mean, everybody has breakfast and, you know, it takes a little more time to drive somewhere and meet and everybody, but, um, you know, just seeing that as an important thing. And, you know, I get as much out of it as I think I, as I hope. I hope the other guys are getting stuff out of it. But, you know, to me, it's a real highlight to be able to get with somebody and see God work in their lives. And in a sense, this evangelism thing is the same same concept, just at an earlier stage where, you know, I'm trying to enter into the lives of some some people that, um, you know, may not have ever seen a Christian who's not a wacko or <laughs> you know, putting them under some kind of a legalistic, you know, right. the message is not go to church. You know, that's what everybody thinks of message is not quit drinking or quit doing these bad things, which, you know, those are all important components, but that's not the touch point. Yeah. You know, people respond when they know that you care about them and that you're interested in them. You know, one of the great books of the 20th century was uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, uh, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. And one of the things he says is never criticize anybody. You know, so when you come at somebody implying that, well, you're a lesser person because you don't go to church or because I saw you with a cigarette or whatever, you know, the, the taboo is that's, that doesn't draw anybody in. Right. So, you know, you got to enter their world is the message. I read that book. I I can't, I can't remember how many years ago I read that book. And, and that's one of the books, honest to God, that really changed my mindset. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I probably need to read it again. John Maxwell, another one. And he was a big Dale Carnegie fan as well. Uh, and his was not how to win, how to, uh, how, see how to be a friendlier or something. I don't know what it was, but it's just basic, simple relationship, yeah. listening to other people. And right. like you said, don't be negative. And, and that's another thing with the culture that we're in. I mean, negative negativity definitely polarizes there. There's no right. unity. There's no life flow. It's all death. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, how can you win? You can't, how can people see Jesus in that? They, they don't. And the way to solve problems is to not, uh, when you're in a, in a confrontational situation or a situation where you're differing with somebody, you don't win them over by start calling them names. Right. You know, and that applies on both sides of the, of the political divide. And certainly within the Christian world, people should feel welcomed. You know, it's about Jesus changing our lives. It's about him forgiving our sins. And he did that completely out of love. So why would I approach somebody in a way that, appears that I'm condemning them or that, you know, God hates them or something like that. That just makes no sense at all. Right. We're talking with uh, Glenn Pearson, author, speaker, discipler, and you go to glennpearson.co. There's two ends in Glenn because uh, one was not enough. You had to have two. That's just how special Glenn is. (laughs) That's right. I I deserve two. Two. I have a podcast. Dan and I both have several podcasts that we have uh, on, on the website and at, I, I talk about the last podcast. I was in the grocery store and three ladies were walking by and they were talking loudly because I heard them 
uh, because at my age, I don't hear so well. So I did hear them. Uh, and they were just slamming the, the current administration and saying that the Ukrainian war was there was was his fault and, and that. And later on, I wrote, I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe, who knows? Yes, no, maybe it could be, I don't know. But that's, you know, pointing fingers never, that's not a reach. This yeah. is not a reach. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is a reach. And Absolutely. so the, Jesus never pointed political fingers. He said one time, Herod is a fox. That's all he said. That was the only political statement Jesus ever mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Herod is a fox. Yeah. And so other than that, he lifted people up, ministered to them. And that is a part of discipleship and relationships and, and what you're talking about. Well, and, just, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Glenn. I, I was going to say that when you get back to the evangelism thing, I look for points of contact with people to just start a conversation. You know, like I said, it could be uh, some guy at the gym has a cool looking tattoo or, uh, you know, a guy has a T-shirt on. Sometimes they're cryptic messages. And I've I've gone up to somebody and said, what, I'm trying to figure out what your t-shirt slogan means or whatever. Or if you live in an apartment complex and you're in the laundry room and you happen to see the same people, you know, every week or so when you're down there, uh, you know, I say, I, yeah, I saw you had a dog or, you know, what a cute dog you had. I saw you walking yeah. the other day. Or, you know, if you're in the, I don't know, the barbershop, court, barbershop quartet club or something like that, you see these people on a regular basis and, you know, having a point of contact and then knowing how to bring up spiritual topics is, is it's a great transition. Well, gentlemen, I hate to end this, but I'm going to have to run because I've got somebody knocking at my door, uh, coming <laughs> to, uh, to bring some stuff for our renovation, which is always yeah. fun. I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to say Jesus is knocking at his door. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, if he is, I'm then I'm not coming back. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey Glenn, let's get back with you in a couple of months. Shall we? Let's uh, set something. Maybe we can get Billy and Chris all together on the, oh, on the show. I'd love that. That'd have be a party. party. Yeah, yeah. Party. Hey, go to glennpearson.co, two N's in, uh, in Glenn. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Thanks, Ratcliffe. Pastor. It's always this, good this, to see you. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.